When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. All right, let's talk about Nick Good. He's the team leader of the Good Home Team. Right. And he's the co-host of the only real estate podcast worth listening to, which I don't agree with. But nonetheless, he is the podcast host for the only real estate podcast worth listening to. We have thought about that. All right. But Nick's got a great story. Nick has started in 2005 and it's a real rags to riches kind of deal. You know, he really stumbled away around, almost took a regular job. You know how it goes until he, something clicked for him. And he really has been rocking the Dallas-Fort Worth market. For, you know, since then, really since 2009, when the, when it all clicked for him, you know, was a KW agent inspired by Gary, moved over to EXP a few years ago, really very much like my story. He's focused on hiring and developing leadership and systems. He is a systems guy and he really gets in depth with his splits and how they run things. And you can hear in everything he says, just how flat-footed he is about the building of the systems. They've got a rocking team there now doing 200 transactions, $500 million a year. He is a great, great guy and a a wealth of information. We really welcome Nick to the show. Nick, thank you for Mm -hmm. being here with us today. I really do appreciate it. Give me some background, where you are, how big your team is, when you got started, just some background so people listening can get some context. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me, Aaron. And um, so I'm here in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised in Dallas. I have a, my wife and three kids and a dog that's going through chemo treatment right now. Oh, no. Um, in McKinney, Texas. And my primary team is here in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. And then I have a team in Austin and a team in Houston. Right on. Um, and been doing this, got in it unlicensed in 2005, got my license in 2006 while still working as an assistant and was a, before it was called this, I was basically their showing assistant to an mm-hmm. independent broker. 2007, I graduated college, got married, bought a house and thought, hey, why not become a full-time 100% commission real estate agent? Um, all within pretty much the same month. So um, you know, go big or go home. There you go. That and, is- you know, the, the main thought process behind it was when I graduated college, the broker said, hey, you know, we, we love what you do. We want to offer you a salaried position plus overrides. And I was like, I appreciate that, Jay. I love working here, um, but I see how much money you guys are making. And I, I would love to earn that type, that type of money. Do you think I can make six figures, you know, just going 100% commission? He's like, absolutely, you can. 
So I was like, cool, I want to make six figures. Right. And um, that's always uh, the number that everyone picks when they get started. They're like, 99% crack a hundred thousand. Exactly. And that was it my number. number. That was my number in 2007. And uh, I only sold three houses. So <laughs> did not. And in uh, Texas, you don't make it. No, back then before our prices shot through the roof, I will tell you, like, I think our average sales price was 180,000. So oh, nice. um, I didn't make a hundred thousand dollars. And you know, what, what I learned in this business was, at, in 2007, when I was going through this, I'm, I'm 24 years old and my friends were, were still in college or they just graduated and they were broke. And so the last thing that was on their mind was buying a house. Right. And, you know, the last thing that I could do, and this was my limiting belief more than likely because I didn't have the confidence is I did not believe that my friend's parents were going to use their broke kid's friend. Right. And so, you know, it, what I had inside of me though, was I did not want to be a, I didn't want, did not want to be seen as a failure Mm -hmm. to other people. I said, man, I'm doing this real estate thing. I want to get into real estate investing. And so at the end of 2007, I knew I needed to change. And in 2000, in December, 2007, I joined Keller Williams because I had a friend who, who took her real estate license at the same time and she was having success. And I'm like, I was like, Aaron, man, like if knowing this friend, I love her to death, but if she's somehow having success, what's wrong with me? Because, right. you know, I thought, you know, I knew that one, I, I feel that I was more intelligent or whatever, you know, I was more. If she can do it. I should definitely. Yeah. Be able she to do can it. do it. Yeah. Why am I not having the same success? It's got to be because the broker she's with. Right. So she recruited me over to Keller Williams. I joined and, and started just to, to plug into what they were saying, just being around, you know, the, the people that were selling houses. And in 2008, I started getting some momentum. And for the first five months, first five or six months was doing, you know, fairly well, mm-hmm. consistently starting to learn how to, how to lead generate online. I was using Craigslist and I stumbled into selling some retirement, active adult retirement homes. You know, wow. I'm, 20, I'm 25 and I just, you know, I can't even remember how I stumbled into it. I wrote a blog on Active Rain and it just kind of, it just kind of, you know, gained momentum from there. And in one month, I can't remember what month it was. I'd have, really have to go back and look at this. I had eight pending contracts and I was walking around like Superman. I was like, all right, I'm, I've got all this money about to come in. I'm ready to already, I'm mentally spending it. Thank God I didn't run up my credit card because uh, all eight of them fell out. Nice. Right. And during that time, that's when the Enron thing happened and the financial collapse just came barreling down. And this is the first and only time, knock on wood, that that I lost eight contracts in one month and I did not was not able to revive any of them. Oh, my gosh. Right. Because people people were losing their retirement stocks Mm -hmm. were going, you know, was was just in the toilet. Um, People were losing their jobs. They didn't know, you know, they weren't willing to take on more debt, especially because they were fear that they they were going to be downsized. And so I didn't know what to do, man. So I started to really get down on myself just kind of mentally and, you know, started to pl- doing what normal people would do. It was like, all right, I'm going to go I'm probably not cut out for this hundred percent commission right. crap. For a job. Yeah. I started looking for jobs. So I started going and interviewing for jobs, job markets, tough, um, probably going 15, 20 of them. And I land a job interview at an asset management company that was, that was hired on to dispose of all the foreclosures that were starting to pile up. And so I go through the two or three interviews and they said, Nick, we want to, we, we like what you have to offer. We want to offer you a, a position. I said, awesome, man. Like I really need it. So they, they offered me like 60 or $65,000 a year salary. Again, I, I wasn't having anything coming in. And that was definitely at that time at 25, that's a nice little salary yeah. paycheck. Um, and they're like, 
you need to work Monday through Friday, or really it's Monday through Saturday. And in order to hit the bonus level, you really need to work on Sunday. And then when I was calculating, I'm like, all right, I need to actually squeeze an eighth day in there to really hit their bonus levels. And I said, okay, Aaron, I definitely appreciate it, buddy. Um, let me go home and talk to my wife before, before 100% coming into this. So can I call you back tomorrow? And I said, absolutely. On the way home, I'm driving home and, and something just smacked me in the face. I had this like epiphany light bulb moment. And I was like, all right, if I were to commit the amount of time they want me to work here into my real estate business, can I make more than the 60 or $65,000 that they're offering me? And, right. can, and control my outcome. I was like, absolutely. And what was what really smacked me in the face is that I was expecting full-time income on part-time effort. So good that you say it, uh, you know, Nick, because that's what we get all the time with our new agents. You know, we got to get them to get, if you want to work 40 hours a week, you need to work somewhere out. You need to work for someone because this is a startup. You're a startup. You got to be, you know, like you can work whatever 70 hours a week you want, but if you're not doing 70, it's not going to start. Your business is not going to start. So it's great. I'm really glad you said that. Absolutely. And so after that epiphany moment, I turned it down and I went to work. I started studying at the time YouTube was was coming on and I started studying some people that luckily were putting out their cold calling, their for sell by owner scripting mm-hmm. and just started to to really understand that um, you know my sphere wasn't at a place to to reap the rewards from yet. Yep. Um, so I needed to go out there and prospect and lead generate for strangers, people that didn't know me yet, and get yep. them to eventually you know believe in me and trust in me. And so it was through trial and error. Started for sale my owners, and then started dabbling or started mimicking and and studying what the top agents were doing. So Josh Deshong, who's who is in my Dallas marketplace, and Michael Reese, who was in my marketplace. Uh-huh crushed it with expires. Yeah. I was like, all right, if we're looking at the lowest hanging fruit, these are the people raising their hand. They're already willing to pay a commission. I don't have to fight commission amount. I just need to get them back on board to sell and and, right. and say, you know, the reason why I didn't sell is probably the agent's fault or whatever it was back then. And so I just got on to calling and and mimicking and and not reinventing the well and duplicating. And you know, to make a long, long story short, from 2009 to to today, I've made no less than six figures and, and now earn in the seven figure range. And it all started with turning down the job, understanding that, you know, I'm not going to make full-time income on part-time effort, and that we're not here to reinvent the wheel, right? It's already there. Why would we, let's just duplicate it, put a little bit of our spin on it, our characteristics, our charm and our culture and then we can grow something that's bigger than ourselves. And so, right. you know, you know, today we sell a little over 200 houses a year consistently, um, 60 to 65 million and going up. We have somewhere around 15 agents on the team, 400 agents in my downline organization here at EXP and growing. And, you know, now the way the organization looks, I just hired um, a team leader, team leader slash director of sales who runs mm-hmm. our entire organization and and is, is uh, her role is to, uh, attract agents, recruit agents to the team and get them into production and growing their production. Fabulous. That is dynamite. That's a great story. And I really do appreciate the, you going through the history of that because that's, uh, you know, I think for a lot of team leaders watching or listening, you know, that's the kind of conversation that we get to have with our new agents is, you know, the thing about expecting, you know, full-time pay off part-time results and what is full-time and what is part-time, especially in the beginning, you know, what are you, you know, what are you expecting? 
So I talked to me a little bit about, you know, the 15 people. Are they listing agents, showing agents, same, everyone does everything. Tell me how they get paid. What's the deal? Yeah, absolutely. Great questions. So I'm going to take you backwards in order to, to then take you forwards. Okay. Um, so when I started the team, it was obviously, it was just me. It was you. just me and my brother. And as we grew and started getting success is that we ran a traditional real estate team meeting. My agents that came aboard could only work one specific group, which was buyers. I was the listing agent. My agents that came aboard would only work the buyers. If their buyers needed to sell, I would work that listing and they would not get paid on it. That works in the beginning, right? Because I didn't know what I didn't know and I had to learn and evolve and grow. And so as I'm growing, you know, you have to, you've got to find your lead, your lead levers or your lead mechanisms that are going to be consistent and that's replicatable. You don't have a business or a system unless it's duplicatable by others. Yeah. So if you stepped out, Aaron, and it all falls apart, then you don't have a business, man. Right. And so, and so at, in the first, from 2009 till 2015, it wasn't a business. It was me, me, everything revolving around me. Yeah. Right. I was the son. If, if, if I went out, if my flame went out, the whole business goes under. And so, you know, as I'm running three to five listing appointments a day, because our lead generating mechanism, our bread and butter has been expired listings. What I noticed, what I came to a conclusion on is that one, I was starting to lose talented agents that wanted to list properties. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, you can't do that. That's my job. Right. Um, and now you're affecting my pay. So it was a very greedy and selfish model. Mm-hmm. And the light bulb moment on that is as you grow into these roles, you'll start noticing there's always a, a light bulb moment that smacks you in the face. Usually it's painful and it's not always fun to experience at the time is that I started losing talented agents that were going elsewhere and having success. Yeah. And it was all because I was restricting them and not allowing them to grow and, and flourish under our team. Yeah. And so 2015, I went from a standard model to our agents, the, what we call the hybrid model, where our agents could work both sellers and buyers. And that's we've evolved into that ever since. We've never changed it. It's been an amazing tool, yeah. an amazing system. And so it works like this. So when our agents, when our agents come aboard, on the buy side, our commission splits are 40% to them. Mm-hmm. If it's a team-generated lead, yep. 60% to the house, right? If it comes from an open house from their past client or their database, it's a 50-50 split. Great. Right? We used to have increasing splits and everything else like that. What we've noticed in the past is that we need to keep our cost of sale between under 55%. You know, our job as a team owner and our responsibility, especially if we have employees, is to maintain profitability. And also as a team owner, we're not here to make less money. We're here to also enjoy and reap the rewards of, of helping grow and develop our future leaders. But we're also here to do it profitably, you yeah. know, not, not a nonprofit. And so I see a lot of teams that come in and they, they start to overpay commissions. And the only way that, that that team is profitable is because they're not profitable because of the agents. They're profitable because the team lead is still in production and they're doing all the production just to, just to survive. And so I always warn people, it's like, just be careful on how your splits are. Don't sell on splits. Don't sell on leads. Sell on the value and the growth and the leverage that you could help get them. Great. And so, and so 40% to the agent on the buy side, 50-50 if it comes from their sphere, open house, or past client. On the listing side, we work it a lot different. On the listing side, um, it's 25% to the agent if it's a team-generated lead or 35% to the agent if it comes from an open house past client or, or from their database. And the reason why these splits look different 
is because once our agents take the listing, they're 99% hands off. Our listing department does the rest of the work, meaning from the day the the listing agreement is signed here, they upload it in our system. Um, Our listing coordinator calls and reaches out to the the client, thanking them and uh, re-solidifying the great decision they made in hiring us and the good home team of getting their property sold. Then we scheduled the photographer who's on staff. We have an on-staff photographer and videographer. He takes the sign and lockbox out. We'll take the photos and videos of the house. And then we list the property. Now, once we put it on the MLS and start marketing the property, our agents can elect to do open houses or they can open it up to the rest of the team to for the team to get the open house opportunities mm-hmm. on it. From there, once you know, once we get an offer, our negotiation, our licensed negotiation expert takes the offer, presents it to the client, and then goes over, you know, whether we need to counter it back or is it is it is it something that's acceptable? Is it a great offer right now? So she will she will take it either through counters negotiations or acceptance stage. Then her job is also to get it through the repair negotiations because a lot of times, especially especially as we're coming back into a more normalized market and more inventory yeah. coming on. You know, one of the number one reasons why terminations were to happen once a property went under contract was over uh, disagreement and repairs. And so her job is to get it through that and then also to get it through closing. And then our agent shows up to closing and they have already prepped the client and we've already prepped our client on this. Aaron, they're going to ask for for three things when they get to closing. They're going to say, Aaron, when we get there, first off, I want to make sure you have a big smile on your face because, buddy, you're going to get a big old check deposit in your account. And that's going to feel really, really good. So when I get there, I want to make sure um, you're looking good, comb your hair, wear your Sunday best if if that's the case. And because we're going to take a photo for evidence of success. We want to, we want to let everyone know that we were, that, that, you know, we didn't just say we're going to get the job done. We got the job done. Yeah. So we're going to take a photo, um, possibly a video testimonial interview. Then we're going to ask for two things. We're going to ask for a review because we want to make sure we reach out to a lot of clients like yourself who may not have known about the good home team in the past. So we want to make sure that our our client our current and, and past clients are showing you know what our reputation. So if you can leave us a five star review, if it's anything less than five stars, please let me know so we can correct it um, and make it right. And then the last thing that we're going to ask for is we want to work with more clients like yourself. Um, and and when you make a move like this, you're 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 going to become hyper aware. People around you are going to become hyper aware and may already probably considering making moves. So we want to work with, with your referrals. We want to work with people that's in your network that you, that know, like, and trust and love you so that we can, we can deliver the same results or, or better. Um, is that something that, that you would be okay with doing? Absolutely. And so our, our agents show back up at closing, do those three items and awesome. that's the focus. Right. And so Great. the other thing are, you know, as we get into a, a more normalized market is our operation and listings team also does the price adjustments talk. Because a lot of times, as you've seen, yep. if you're if you're newer or most agents in this market have been in the you business, don't know about five, price adjustments. They, they're like, "What is that? What does so, what do you mean? Yeah, so, sell it a week. What am I yes. supposed to? How, ah! Yeah, so they don't know how to properly do it, and that's we built our business throughout the recession. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and you can hear in your speaking, Nick, the degree to which it's systematized. It's flat. There's no questions. You know, when you open a satellite, this is how it's done. You know, and that makes a big difference in the culture because people, agents are now not stepping into an experiment. You know, they're stepping into a business. And it, 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 I can, I just know from our experience that that makes an enormous difference for an agent coming on to the team that they don't, 
you know, have too many options, too many yes. things to think about or too many changes. They want to know that it is the way it is and it works the way it is. Uh, and then what do you do for training and development? How often do you meet? Give me the layout of what yeah. agents day looks like in terms of training development. Yeah, that's a, that's our million dollar question right now. And that's I'm glad you brought it up because right now today, um, we are going through and, and kind of updating that. So we meet every Tuesday over Zoom. Um, we do our Tuesday. So in fact, today we met this morning. Um, every Tuesday we do our team team meeting slash sales meeting. And, you know, we go over what's going on in the marketplace. We we do a little bit of objection or role playing or why, mm-hmm. you know, why we, you know, how we can get clients excited about this evolving market that we're in. And so we do it once a week. We use kind of two different channels. We use Facebook, Facebook groups. So we have a Facebook internal group that all of our agents in. And then we're starting to transition back over to Slack because as a we're starting to get more younger agents on our team. And what I'm noticing is that the young 20-year-old agents, they're not on Facebook. Right. And so we're losing a way to get our messages out to them, to get them to plug into the to our team trainings and our team culture. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to meet them where, where our agents are. So yeah, we're, we're bringing Slack back in. The way that it works right now for onboarding, it's it's not as clean as we would like it. So we're always looking at improving. And so right now, the way it works is we use Loom, L-O-O-M. Uh-huh. And so I have a 17-part video series that our agents go through in the beginning just to learn our, our systems and processes and, and our lead generation system uh, website, which is Boomtown. Mm-hmm. And from there, after that, then we jump either on a Zoom or in person to go over you know, how we do our, our scripting, our sales processes and techniques and, mm-hmm. and objection handling. So what we're looking at probably trying to go to is something mm-hmm. more of a, a learning-based platform there's a there's a company out there called Branded Agent University that we are really close to to partnering with pulling the trigger on and the way that it would work is every agent would get their login and then we would have our 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 training or certification steps in there for them and we could see the progresses that they're making and so every agent that joins the good home team has the opportunity to become a certified home buying and a certified home selling advisor through the National Association of Expert Advisors. So that's one oh, that's Michael one way yeah, right. that Michael Reese and Jay Kinder. And yeah. so so be, because of our partnership with with them, everyone gets access to our certified home selling and certified home buying advisor certifications. And so that's moving forward, that is going to be our our uh, continued onboarding training so that our agents can show the they're the experts in the marketplace. Fabulous. That's great. Again, you know, you really just hear the confidence and the system, it's systemization. There you go. Of, you know, what you're building there. And it's obvious in your success, you know, that that's the way that's going. That's just dynamite. And, you know, again, I was, I think before I started recording, maybe, or even whatever, the through line between the successful teams is always, you know, that sort of commitment to the development of the people, and the systemization of the business. So I just right on. I totally dig it. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. And Nick, I, you know, first of all, is there anything else about your team that I didn't ask that you want to talk about? I mean, really for us, it's it's about, you know, putting the agents in the best position to win. So mm-hmm. our 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 belief when an agent joins us is from day one that an agent, whether they're brand new or veteran, has a seat at the table. They don't have to get hazed in. They don't have to earn their way to certain right. lead sources so that, you know, that they have the access from day one to the best systems, the best trainings, the best yeah. opportunities, the best legion so that they can be put in the best position to win. 
right? It's about them and their business and their families to be put in the best position to win so that they can choose the lifestyle of their choosing. When joining a team, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is we call it the parasitic team lead. And agents are actually competing for the scraps because the team leaders typically are cherry picking the best deals. And so what I always, you know, really warn future, you know, team owners um, and then even new agents that are looking to join teams is make sure to look at one, what is the success rate and the trajectory path for agents when they join a team? And number two, are they competing against the team leader for business? Because if it is, And what I've seen, unfortunately, is that team owners are going to get the best deals and they're just going to throw the scraps to their agents. And, you know, that's not putting their agents in the best position to win. Our, our, again, our belief is as our agents have to win. If our agents are winning, the company's winning. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Neither Christine or I take any of the generated leads. I mean, we have our sphere leads, but we're not competing with them on those. But yeah, I think that's a really universal uh, principle for team leaders. Is for I think probably at least half the team leaders I interview are out of production completely, so there right. is no competition. And the other half you don't go through the same lead sources. You know they're not getting the online leads at all. They're, it's always just sphere past clients of their own personal that call them, but they're not doing any lead gen to go get it. And that's pretty much the way a, a successful team runs. And I think it's a really great universal principle to stand in is that you Absolutely. can't you can't compete with your team and build your team at the same time. Correct. Great. Well, Nick, all right. So then just to wrap it up, what's the, what's the, uh, what should I read? What's the next book that I should read? I only read stuff that as business builder. So I'm reading right now. It's an easy book. I, I like short books. Let's yep. see how long these are. Hold on real quick. They are 48 pages. It's called the legacy selling system by coach oh. Burt, Michael J. Burt. And it's how to create more leads, build deeper networks, and close more deals. And then his follow-up to it is Million Dollar Follow-Up, a powerful seven-touch system to get people off the fence. And, and, and in those books is by, by Coach Michael Burt. Um, and in that, he talks about that as real estate agents and sales, prof- sales professionals, we are leaving millions of dollars on the table by our, our follow-up or lack thereof and not providing value when we're with our follow-ups. When we're making our follow-up calls and we're lead generating, it's to be intentional. And mm-hmm. it's intentional to bring them into a conclusion and a conclusion of them hiring you or or not at that moment. Okay. And, you know, it'd be like, Aaron, if I were following up with you and I'd be like, hey, Aaron, I just, uh, just got out of the shower, man. And, and I was just thinking about you. Like, have you decided to list your house? Like, there's no value in that. First of all, right. you know, or, or you've heard it like, hey, I was just in your neighborhood around the corner and just was thinking about you guys. Have you, you know, thought about making a move yet? There's no value in that. What are they going to say most of it? Well, no, no, not right now. And so it's finding ways to create value when saying, hey, Aaron, uh, hey, Aaron, it's Nick Good with the Good Home Team here. Man, I was just wanting to touch base with you, see, see how, how you guys are doing. If you're, you want, if you're ready to make that move yet, the market is the market is starting to shift, but we want to make sure that we really capture your equity games. And, you know, there's two things. I, I was just thinking about you on selling this house. And, and also, I wanted to invite you. You'd mentioned that you were interested in investing. We're running a, an investment webinar series on Wednesdays of how I've acquired over $100 million of, of asset holdings and have six figures coming in residual every year from that. Um, so two things like, where are you guys on, on wanting to sell that house? Or are we ready to make a move on that yet? And then whatever the answer is, and then could I, if I can get you on this on this uh, investment training training webinar that I hold on Wednesdays, I can only get a hundred people on there, and it fills up fast. 
if I could hold two spots on there, would you commit to showing up Wednesday at 10 a.m. or whatever it is, right? right? And so we always go with an invite because we want that we want that reason to follow up after and continue. Yeah. And it's yeah. always inviting and providing value. Most agents don't provide value. And then we just, you know, we're, we're not a valuable resource to our clients then. Yeah, it's great. Nick, really great, really great advice. And I appreciate the, the book referral. So yeah. give me something, something to check out next. Fabulous. Absolutely. Thanks for having right, me on, buddy. Yeah, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time and uh, have a great time out there in Texas. Keep thank on you, sir. Yes, Bye. sir. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and & Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.